Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, March 9th. President Joe Biden unveiled his budget proposal for the year ahead, which is really more aspirational than anything that will become law. President Biden revealed his budget today. And as you have heard this president say time and again, a budget is a document that reflects your values. And that's what it is for him, a policy vision. Because with Republicans in control of the House of Representatives, this budget proposal as it stands from the White House is dead on arrival. And there's no anticipation from either end of Pennsylvania Avenue that this is a budget that will be enacted into law. But it is Joe Biden's opportunity to frame his fiscal priorities, where he wants to spend, where he wants to raise taxes, as part of the argument that he is going to take to the American people should he indeed announce that he is launching a reelection campaign. It's also the president's goal to draw Republicans out a bit, especially in the short term, over the debt ceiling negotiations, which, as you know, Republicans are opposed to raising the debt ceiling unless there are spending cuts enacted simultaneously. And if you needed any proof that this was more of a political document than an actual proposal that the president hopes to become law, look no further than where he went to unveil it. President Biden headed yet again to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, one of the most critical battleground states on the electoral map, to unveil his third budget. Now, my budget is going to give working people a fighting chance. It's going to create good-paying jobs. And we can pay for these jobs by reducing the deficit two ways. Like, for example, cutting $160 billion in Medicare expenses is one. But we also have to ask the wealthiest and biggest corporations to begin to pay their fair share. My plan is going to reduce the deficit by $3 trillion over 10 years. Based on what we know so far about their plan, it's going to explode the deficit by more than $3 trillion over the next 10 years. If I'm wrong, show me. So what's in the budget? Well, it is largely a rehash of some of his earlier proposals that expand the social safety net and pay for that expansion by raising taxes on the wealthy and on corporations. Those provisions include his desire to restore the expanded child tax credit, which was in place for 2021, but has since expired, and He wants to make enhanced Obamacare subsidies permanent, which are set to expire in 2025. Things like his desire to make college more affordable and provide universal free preschool or establish a national paid family and medical leave program. Those are the things you may recall in that, quote unquote, build back better proposal that never saw passage. The president also plans to raise taxes on people who earn more than $400,000 a year. As you know, he has stated for years since his 2020 campaign that he refuses to raise taxes on any American who earns less than $400,000 a year. But he frequently argues that the wealthy in this country need to pay their fair share. So he sees that as raising the top tax rate the marginal rate, from 37% to 39.6% if you are somebody making 
more than $400,000 a year or a couple making more than $450,000 a year. He also would like to see a 25% minimum tax on people with a net worth of more than $100 million. And he wants to increase the corporate tax rate from 21% to 28%. Now, remember, it was Donald Trump's tax bill back in 2017 that lowered the corporate tax rate to its current 21%. What Biden is proposing does not go as high as it was before that, but does raise it up to 28%. Again, that is a proposal likely going absolutely nowhere in a Republican-controlled House. As for entitlement programs, well, Biden wants to shore up Medicare's trust fund by raising taxes on those earning more than $400,000 a year and by allowing Medicare to negotiate prices for even more drugs than currently is the law. The plans would also reduce prescription drug prices for seniors, and the budget is capping the price of insulin at $35 a month for everyone. Now, it's already limited to that for Medicare beneficiaries, but not people with private insurance. He also includes billions of dollars of investment to address climate change. Here was Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer earlier today on the Senate floor praising the president's plan. Unlike Republicans, the president's plan invests in America instead of starving it. I want to thank President Biden for laying down an optimistic, forward-thinking vision for our country. This is what Americans want. Before the White House formally released the plan today, Joe Manchin, the Democratic senator from West Virginia, was on CNN this morning saying that the focus of the fiscal conversation in America needs to be reining in this runaway national debt and reducing spending in America. Everyone's talking about spending cuts. Can we just see if we can go back to normal? Where were we before COVID? What was our trajectory before that? And just getting back to a normal before you start cutting the bejesus and scaring people to death. But for Democrats to say, oh, no, we're not going just just vote for it clean. Well, that's not going to happen. It's not reasonable. We should be talking about during a debt crisis and a debt ceiling. How do we fix it? And we fix it by basically being more disciplined. And we're not there. As I said, the president is hoping to draw out Republicans by putting his budget on the table. But the president is unveiling his budget later in the year than is the norm, something that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has noted and is utilizing as a reason to say that it's going to delay his party's counterproposal. Kevin McCarthy and House Republican leaders issued a statement responding to the president's budget, saying it is, quote, a reckless proposal doubling down on the same far left spending policies that have led to record inflation and our current debt crisis. The leaders went on to say that Biden's plan is a, quote, unserious budget proposal that include trillions in new taxes and that families will pay directly those new taxes or through higher costs. Here's some Republican reaction to the president's plan today. The president and his budget is going to propose a whole lot more spending and a whole lot more taxing and a whole lot more government, expanding, growing government. That's what uh, we expect his budget to do. Some Republicans are quite enamored with a budget plan drawn up by Russell Vogt, the former director of the Office of Management and Budget under former President Donald Trump. In that proposal, steep cuts are suggested that would equal $10 trillion over 10 years by slashing safety net spending like food assistance and Medicaid expansion that was part of the Affordable Care Act and that has given millions of Americans access to health insurance. 
Vote's plan also suggests cutting nearly $7 billion from the Department of Justice, specifically targeting its civil rights division and the FBI. And as you know, President Biden is eager for a contrast with Republicans on this. We saw it at the State of the Union. We saw it in the days after when he was taking on Rick Scott, the Republican senator from Florida. And the president did so yet again today. Mega Republicans, you know, they they, they don't want things that particularly are going to help working families like health care, education, public safety. MAGA Republicans also refuse to raise a single penny in new taxes on the wealthiest people. How are they going to make the math work? What are they going to cut? The White House argument is that you can make investments and also be fiscally responsible. That's the whole argument about narrowing the budget deficit over the 10-year period and yet still putting spending towards things like paid family leave or other social programs. Listen to Shalanda Young. She's the director of Office of Management and Budget for President Biden, and she sat for an interview with my colleague Phil Mattingly. What we want to make clear is you can do investment in the American people, child care, paid leave, uh, food assistance, health care, all while bringing down the deficit. But you do have to ask the wealthy in this country to pay their fair share. So there is a vision here. There is a contrast. You can be fiscally responsible and invest in the American people, or you can pull the rug out uh, from people by going after programs that people absolutely need. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.